Okay, so we've learned something very <laughs> odd about Kirby this morning. Um, wow. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 107 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the captain of can coolers, <laughs> Dr. Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? I am doing well, my friend. Doing well. It's always good to talk to you, get get my energy up, you know? I mean, this is this is one of those conversations each week that I look forward to, and it kind of drives me. So uh, I appreciate that from you. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I am at an elevated energy level today, so uh, I think that's a good thing. You know who else is at an elevated energy level, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That'd be the good people at Colab, and their energy level's elevated because they are just weeks away from their big, giant launch at ASI Chicago. Now, we've talked about it on the podcast before. They're two partner companies in Bam Bams and T-Shirt Tycoon. And they're collaborating, Kirby, as mm-hmm. you well know, to give you a single PO solution with that single project manager for all, not just some, all of your private label needs. Yeah, it's, that's so awesome. It's really going to be great. And I know, uh, speaking with Ben and Adam, uh, they are really excited to get to ASI Chicago and really kind of create that frictionless transaction that uh, so many distributor companies are seeking. Um, and to do that within a vertical and global supply chain, that's going to be a game changer, I think, in the entire industry. So I know our listeners are interested. So, Kirby, I should probably tell them where to go get some more information, shouldn't I? You should. All right. Thank you for shooting on me. <laughs> um, they need to go to ttycoon.com slash collab. That's C-O-L-A-B. Again, it's launching at ASI Chicago, July 25th and 26th, and that is in Chicago. That's why they call it ASI Chicago, <laughs> oddly enough. And they have two booths there. Bam Bams has a booth. T-Shirt Tycoon has a booth. And they're right across from each other. Could it be more convenient than that, Kirby? No. That's the right answer. <laughs> Bam Bam's booth is number 1907. T-Shirt Tycoon's booth is 1714. They also have a meeting room, a collab meeting room, which is MR1049. So if you want to schedule a collab presentation so you can really get the nuts and bolts of how this can help you grow your distributor business, go to ttycoon.com slash collab. Kirby, they're not going to be sorry they did, are they? They will not be sorry they did. I always love that you try and keep me on my toes when you throw in questions in the middle. That's good. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's part of my broadcasting charm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So, Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at a titanium level today? I am going to give it my all, my friend. All right. So I've got a ton of topics. Okay, quick. So I might do some rapid-fire ones at the end, but why don't you start us off today? Okay, cool. Um, So one of the um, topics I wanted to touch on is, you know, I feel like more and more we're seeing uh, suppliers doing factory tours. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and they're either doing them online, or you and I have had the pleasure of, you know, we went through Snugs mm-hmm. uh, recently, and I know we were both really impressed with that. So, what's your take on factory tours? Like, good for the industry? This sort of transparency, interesting. What do you think? Not good for the industry at all. Um, mm. I think they are great for the industry. Kirby. <laughs> I, I pulled you right in. You I got me. <laughs> I think they're great for the industry. In fact, we uh, here at Promo Corner are are launching a a video series here in the next, uh, I think, next month uh, called How Promo is Made, where uh, Brandon is going to go to factories 
and walk through how promo is made. Mm. And it's targeted at uh, really more end users than distributors because I think people are fascinated with the production process. I know I am. There is a show on TV called How It's Made, and I am constantly sucked into that. I mean, things like how is is the propeller for a boat made? How is... Um, you know, a, a canopy made. All those things I, I always find fascinating. I think most people do as well. And what it does, and you said the, the right word, is, is transparency. Yeah. It, it creates a level of transparency of, hey, there's real people working at this, and they care, and there's, there's real jobs involved. And I, I think it's so critically important. I, 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 I'm surprised it's taken so long for someone to do what we're about to launch. Right. Um, and it is funny. We, we, uh, this is one of those unscripted moments. <laughs> you had no idea because I didn't even talk yeah. to you about we are launching this right. series, month month long series. So um, it's very serendipitous uh, from my perspective because I get to plug it. But <laughs> I, I, I think it's so great when you can um, lift the veil and show people really how it's made from, from soup to nuts, from raw materials to packaging to decorating to delivery. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and I think one of the other pieces in it, what, like, and I'll, I'll hate, kind of harken back to the Snugs piece, mm-hmm. is I walked, when we walked through there, A, I was so impressed with the organization and the thought process, and I know they've gone through um, processes to make it better and more efficient. But the other piece is, man, all of a sudden the value that I placed in each of these items, because I see the work and the, the craftsmanship that goes into it, I think really does elevate the value of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's yeah. why I I agree with you. I think factory tours are um, not only interesting, but like I said, I think it helps to continue to elevate the industry in that way. So I I, I agree. Yeah. No. I, I I don't know how you could not because it's me. I just don't know how you would think it. How anyone could think it's a bad idea. All right. So all right. What's so up? Uh, everything above six feet for me, Kirby. What's up with you? <laughs> um, <laughs> So I've got, like I said, I got a bunch of topics. Okay, let's do this one. So um, I don't know if you saw this, but ASI had an article recently about uh, women in the workplace mm. and the inequality. Did you see right. that? I did. I did. Long piece, fascinating piece, and, and as a you know, someone of the male gender, very eye opening for me. And, mm. and one of the stats that, and I, I we don't have enough time to go through the entire article. And it was very well written, very mm. well done and, and concerning. You know, yeah. it's just, it's it's concerning because it's a reality. And I think we know it's a reality. It's something we don't talk about. And I mean, we, the global we, we don't probably talk about enough. But one of the stats that um, just kind of slapped me in the head, uh, and I'll give a couple of them. So 23% of women in, in the survey say that they've been treated as though they were not competent because of their gender, and and that just may, first of all may be sad. Yes, uh, sad for, for one reason mainly. I've always thought women excelled in this industry. Right, there are so many women who do such great things in this industry. I don't understand that way of thinking. And then the other one that that really that bothered me as someone who has direct reports. Forty percent of women feel their managers advocate. Only forty. Oh, I'm sorry. Only forty percent of women feel their managers advocate for them, hmm. provide advice for help, or defend them in their work. And that, gosh, I, it, it, first of all, it's one of those slap in the face. You know it exists, but then you start seeing the numbers, and you know, looking at some of the people who were interviewed for, for the article, and, and Renya Nelson was was one of them, and, and she's a friend, and Kathy Chang. Hmm. 
uh, from Redwood Classics, also a friend. You know, it, it's it's heartbreaking that this stuff still exists. And I, I don't know if there's necessarily a take on this because I doubt you're going to say, well, Bill, you're wrong. <laughs> um, I just think it's something that as an industry, I, I, I big big kudos to ASI for, for having the, the courage to really write that type of a story yeah. um, and, and lift the veil on that. And second of all, what can we do as men in the industry? How can you and I make things better? And I don't know the answer, by the way. I'm really yeah. asking that. So a couple things. It's been fascinating. It, it, this is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, obviously, I have my wife is in the industry. I have right. two daughters. Um, so any of this um, any of these topics, I really do try and dig into and understand um, because, you know, it's scary, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Um, but one of the things I would say is, though it's important that we as an industry talk about it, it's not an industry topic. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, I mean, regardless, as we're seeing in the news, regardless of industry, this has been a problem that we as a culture need to do better at it. And you'll appreciate this. I mean, um, my wife and I recently purchased a building um, right. here in Coshocton, and mm-hmm. it, it's needed uh, pretty extensive renovation. A little tender, loving care, if yeah. memory serves me correctly. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about it is I'm doing next to nothing on this project, okay? Mm-hmm. Amy has totally taken the lead on this. She's literally over there ripping up carpet, hanging drywall, doing all this stuff. And it is so fascinating to me on a regular basis how many people will come up to Amy and I, look me in the face, and thank me for all the work that I'm doing there. Yeah. And I have nothing to do with it. No, and, I totally and, and, and it is it is not only um, eye-opening, but it's frustrating because, you know, there's just there's some of this is just inherent and I don't think these people mean to be like that it's just it's a thing we've got to overcome and so but go just ahead. because people don't mean it to be that way um, it doesn't make it right and I know no, you know agreed. that I mean yeah. it just it just drives me nuts because I look at so many of the go ahead I'm sorry you're about to say something else no I was just gonna say your your second part of your question is what can we do yeah. I I'll be honest with you I think that uh, continuing the conversation like you said giving um, support and shout outs to people like ASI who are doing this good work. But Mm -hmm. then the other piece, and this is the thing that I would say is that, you know, what's the quote where it says that bad things happen when good men keep their tongues quiet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm butchering that. I know. But the point being, what can we do? We can point out the inequality when we see it. Like literally when that happens, when someone comes up and gives me credit, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. She's doing it. And if it's a friend or somebody I know um, really well, I say, you know, and shame on you for thinking that. Right. No, <laughs> so I think that's what we can do. I think we have to call it out when we see it. I agree. And I think we just need to keep having a conversation. And, yeah. You know, I've always, as I look at my background as a professional, I have always um, really worked well with women. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always found um, a great uh, counsel working with women. And so I, I just never understood the gender inequality. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I have some great women who, who work with me. I don't say for me, they work with me. Sure. And I, we couldn't do the things that we're doing at Promo Corner without the work of really creative, really dedicated, really smart women who absolutely deserve so much of the credit. And so I think you're right. I think we just keep having the conversation. Maybe we should have a the woman of the week on this show or something. I don't know, but it, it <laughs> like was it. an eye-opening it was an eye-opening article that bothered me greatly. 
Cool. Well, that's a good topic, man. I'm glad you brought it yep. up. Got another you said one you, and then well, you, you, said you have go. a bunch, so go for it, man. Let's okay. keep them rolling. All right, Kirby. So Starbucks is eliminating plastic mm. straws, and it looks like McDonald's is following suit because, you know, it's a waste and all that. Great opportunity for promo, or are we worrying over nothing? So when you expand on that for me, because I want to I make sure I'm answering the question for you the way you want. Uh, I want you to answer it the way you want, but basically, you, you know that Starbucks is eliminating plastic straws yes, from all the stores. That. So, I mean, um, I don't think we're worrying over nothing when it comes to the idea that that's going to have impact to the environment. Is that right. what you mean? So, no, I, th- I think that's a, you, I think that's really important. Do you think there's an? I do too. No, no question. Do you think there's an opportunity for promo? Because I have yet to see branded straws. Oh yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so I, that's the part I just didn't understand the question. No, I think okay. that I think that there I is. I didn't phrase it properly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe I needed to take my broadcasting vitamin this morning. <laughs> no, I think that there is an opportunity if it is you know like yeah. I mean, if you think about all the the restaurants and the the hospitality, food and service, if you could get into a branded straw that was environmentally friendly, yeah, I think there's a real opportunity there. But but can you imagine cleaning a straw? I mean, that's what I, so I'm not trying to shoot holes in your thing because I, I always look for opportunities for promo, right? Mm. And I think a branded straw would be, but you're going to need some sort of I, so thing to shoot down a straw to really clean that thing. No, so I think, uh, so when I was at the, at the beach in Florida recently, all the places actually had essentially biodegradable straws. They were essentially paper straws. I hate those things. I'd fair, but... It, it is the it is a thing that solves the environmental threat. It, it is and, a and solution, so, yes. And, and that is a, I think that's what I was envisioning, is that if you could do branded straws that were environmentally friendly. That's not so much that they're reusable. Reusable is well, gross to me, to be honest it, with you. That's, I guess, what I was getting at. I mean, can you just imagine walking around a city with a stainless steel straw in your pocket and heading into McDonald's <laughs> and saying, yeah, hit me up with that large Coke. I got my own straw. It's all to, good. To be fair, like I am, I am not a person who likes using a straw because I don't like how it makes me look. Okay, so we've learned something very <laughs> odd about Kirby this morning. Um, wow. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, do you do you often take drinks of a cola through a straw while looking in the mirror so you understand <laughs> how you look? Yeah, just driving down the road, and then you know that's the closest I get to a, a duck lips or whatever, and I take yeah. a selfie. Check me out, man. I'm just <laughs> drinking out of a straw. All right, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm <laughs> Good. moving on. Good. So I have to touch on our favorite group, the Promotional Products Professionals Facebook page. I don't know if you saw this. So there was a thread about four imprint. Okay. And they are advertising on TV. And I've seen the ad. I don't know if you've seen the ad. Have you? I feel like I have, yes. It's well done. It's professional. And it really is more about the value of promotional products. And then at the end, it's more of a... Hey, if you want promotional products, come to foreignprint.com. Sure. Very well done. Well, of course, people were bitching about, oh, no, now what are we going to do? <laughs> They're advertising on TV. <laughs> and I, I just, it, I don't even know if you need to respond to this. I'm just going to say it. I wrote it on there. Look, people, if you've got time to worry about how other companies are marketing themselves through other channels, different vehicles, or whatever, you're never, ever going to grow your own business. Go ahead, close up shop, contact someone, sell what you can, sell your business, get out of the business. Every time I see someone complaining about, well, this company is promoting themselves this way and that company's doing that, it sends me straight into hypnosis because I don't understand wasting the energy on it. Sure. And, and anyways, 
really a, a rising tide lifts all boats. And, right. and that type of exposure is good for all of us. Yeah. Because I am sure that that, while I'm sure a lot of people went to foreignprint.com for that, after that commercial, however effective a TV commercial is these days, but I'm sure there's plenty of people say, hey, saw a commercial. Isn't that kind of what you do? Right. Yeah, and, and by the way, when you said, hey, the commercial's really well done, that is the least surprising thing I've ever heard. I mean, 4imprint is a well-run organization. <laughs> Clearly, Absolutely they've they gotten are. to where they are by doing it right. And okay. so, yes, I think you're exactly right. I think that we need to um, not be spending a ton of energy worried about what everybody else is doing and trying to make sure that we're doing what we do really, really well. Um, but when, to, to your point about the rising rising tide in all boats. I mean, gosh, I think that when the best organizations are doing things the right way, I end up getting more opportunities because people still buy from people they like, know, and trust. And so it's my job to continue to to build relationships and then to continue to show the, the value in what we do. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that. But I, I, it, like, I saw the post where it said they're being aggressive. I'm like, well, shame on them if they're not. <laughs> Right. If well, they have the, the resources to promote their business, why wouldn't they do it in every way that it makes sense? I yeah. am. <laughs> Anytime someone is, quote, marketing aggressively, they're doing it right. I yeah. mean, isn't that the whole idea? Yeah, they're marketing so subtly. Yeah. No, <laughs> whatever. Anyway. That. anyway. That's funny. That's funny. Okay. Um, Southwest Airlines. You're a fan of Southwest Airlines? I, I am. I am. So I don't know if you saw this. But no peanuts. Oh, you know what I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> so effective August 1st, peanuts will no longer be served on Southwest Airlines. Now, you'll be able to get a snack, some sort of corn chips, some sort of kale chips, some sort of, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Kirby, I'm tired of the whole peanut thing. I think it's bullshit. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it, I know it's not a bullshit allergy, but I'm so tired of catering to a 5% of the populace. <laughs> Yep. I just feel like it's, it's uh, again, I, I know peanut allergies are real, um, so I don't want angry messages saying you're being mean and disenfranchising the people who have peanut allergies. No, but I do believe in the Mr. Spock theory that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one, and I need my peanuts. <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I look, I, I, I understand that people are affected by it, but come on. Yep. Come well, on you cannot go through life unfortunately and guarantee a peanut free environment yeah and i i think your point is well taken when i saw that i was it it isn't really going to affect my in-flight experience but i'm a little bummed about it i enjoy the peanuts on a plane sure but, but your point is exactly right, is we have become a culture that spends so many time, so much time worrying about the one and not the 99. And gosh, if I'm the one, of course, I want them to to work the life around me. But man, that's not the way my life's worked. It's um, not the real world. Yeah. It's and, not the real world. Well, well, it's becoming the real world. Exactly. That's the problem. And so I would say your point is exactly right, is we need to be... You know, if you have a peanut allergy, and like you said, it's a real thing, sure. Yeah. Um, but if most of us don't, then it's incumbent upon you to make arrangements, not us to make arrangements, unless you're well, a guest in my house. Agreed. And, and, I went, and I actually saw, so I was actually thinking about this, and I, was, I almost went down a rabbit hole last night, quite honestly, thinking about this. Of, I wonder if the decision was that maybe peanuts are actually just more expensive than the other snack choices. Mm, and they yeah. said, hey, let's change the snack choices. And 
wouldn't it be kind of cool if we said, hey, we care about you peanut allergy folks <laughs> so much. We, In fact, we've had high-level meetings about people who are really sensitive to peanut dust, and we have decided that this is your airline. This airline's for you. So I'd, I'd be curious to see what the real, real reason is behind that, if it's really, hey, we care, or hey, we're saving money. That's funny. I like that. That's a really good one. Um I, right. I don't have any more. Do you have any okay. one more yeah. topic? Yeah. Okay. So there's, I was thinking about this um, yesterday, actually. I saw the new piece from Snugs yeah. um, about the joining the the kind of club about lip balm or whatever, yeah. the, the new video that they uh-huh. did. Super creative, super fun. Man, and they got, knock it out of the park consistently uncreative. You know, yes. hats off to Jeff Anderton and his team and yeah. Brandon Brown, the entire marketing team over at Snugs because continually knock it out of the park. Boy, you talk about setting the bar, but go yes, ahead. Yes, 100% agree. And so that made me think, who are some other people in the industry? Like whenever I see something come from Snugs, I'm like, oh, that makes me want to do our stuff better, mm-hmm. right? It makes me uh, want to start thinking. And I actually just talked to Jeff this week on DMJ and he yep. talked about how they have a creative process. And, it, and I, so I was trying to think of other people organizations mm-hmm. um, that kind of make me um, think about doing content and my business differently or more fun or whatever. Um, I have a few I can throw out here. If yeah, go we, ahead. Um, so Snugs was number one, right? Sure. Like I was like, oh man, every time I see a piece of content, um, that and, and what I love about them, they did that video and then they drive you to a site. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, thought a call it to all the way through, which was really cool. Yeah, there's a call to action. Um, Collab, which I know there is a sponsor, but them doing business in a different way makes me think about business differently. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, be honest with you, promo corner, like I'm looking at what you're doing and it's making me think about what we do differently. So kudos, um, Bobby Lehu, Mark Graham, common skew. Like it's hard for me to like every time Bobby puts out a piece of content, I, you know, I want to jump in there. Uh, and the folks at Brand Fuel. Um, so those are just a few right off the top of my head that I'd kind of gone, ooh, those are people, whenever I see them doing something, I'm like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> how, do, okay. how, do we, how do I steal it without it looking like I'm stealing it? <laughs> well, well, speaking of stealing, I think you stole all the top. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. So uh, Common Skew definitely came to mind. Um, yeah. I, I think from a content perspective, they've set the bar very, very high. And so... Um, when, when I see content from them come out, I'm, I'm always paying attention to it. Yeah. Um, there's a group of really creative folks, a distributor in um, in uh, Georgia, two of mm. them actually I'd like to mention. One is Icebox. Mm. They do some really super creative stuff. And then from a business growth perspective, I look at what Sarah Webb has done at In Tandem. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I worked with Sarah at uh, Summit while I was there and, and always thought very highly of her. And she has taken her dream of being an entrepreneur and built up something pretty spectacular in a pretty short period of time, but it really kept her eye on the, the end goals. And, and I, I admire that quite a bit. So I, I think of what, what she has done, and I, I admire that. I look at what you do, content. I. I used to think I was a content machine. I suck compared to you. <laughs> Stop. Um, but no, what, what you do, and I always pay attention to what you're doing. And then there are, you know, uh, Ben Taylor and Adam Walterscheid, I always pay attention to. You mentioned Collab, so I'm not going to belabor that point. Um, there's a lot of, of 
good things they're doing. I actually pay attention to what Halo do, does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from a large distributor perspective, they do some really interesting things. Um, and then from a marketing perspective, large distributor, what Geiger does. Mm-hmm. I will tell you what, uh, you know, you talk about two people who couldn't be more ill-suited to being on camera in Dale Denham and Gene Geiger. <laughs> but they have produced some of the funniest, most compelling videos yeah. I've seen in the industry and they're great recruiting tools and it just goes to so I guess for th- when I think about Geiger I think of the culture that Gene has built and and you know Jan McMaster works there and a lot of our other friends and, and um, Dale Denham, a lot, of, a lot of good people work there. So I, there's a lot of people to watch. I, Gold Bond, I think what they're starting mm, yeah, to yeah. do on Instagram, what Brittany Godsey um, is really driving through Instagram, I think she is the best user, and Gold Bond is the best user of Instagram as a sales tool I've seen in our industry. Mm, good. So um, there's a lot to talk about there. But you know yeah. what else I'd like to talk about, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That would be the good, good goods at Vault Promotions. Josh Robbins, good friend of mine just down the road here in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, last week we talked about how hands-on they are. And we've Mm -hmm. also talked about how they don't charge for things that help distributors sell, right? They don't do things like that. But did you know what a great tool the badge sale is for circumventing the marketing department? Really? Well, think about it. And we've gone through this exercise before. Everybody wants to get in the marketing department, right? That's the holy grail of any organization a distributor wants to sell into. I got to get in the marketing department. Got to get in the marketing department. Well, everybody wants to get in the marketing department. So to me, it's like going to a grocery store and picking the longest line to stand in. (laughs) There are other ways into an organization. And badges, it's much more of a commodity in the view of organizations than a promotional product. And it's generally not being purchased in marketing. Right. And a, a lot of times, it's, it's human resources. And there's so many instances where someone's able to get their foot in the door by selling into HR and then migrating that to the marketing department. Yeah, great point. And human resources hates securing name badges anyway. No one likes securing them. It's a pain. But if you approach them with a better product, at a better price, and by the way, here's how simple it is to order one at a time online. Yeah, Huge, huge, huge win. And those are the type of stories where people will recommend you inside your organization. So, Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so knocking on that back door is a really good approach, and I would recommend it to anyone in, in, in using badges as, as a lead-in. So we know you're going to love working with Vault Promotions. We know it so much. We want to direct you to their site because they're going to give you EQP on their, your first order. Nice. So go to vaultpromos.com slash unscripted to get the details. And also, you get to see what they're doing with those creepy, creepy drawings of us. <laughs> I love those. I do, too. They're all actually a lot of fun. All right, Kirby, are you ready for a great round of fill in the blank? I am ready, my friend. Why don't you start us off? All right. The best part of social media is? Turning it off. Um <laughs> I, 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 it's one of those things. I'm good at social media, but I really don't enjoy it. Um, hmm. I, I, I'd like to withdraw from it because I don't like what I become. Um, I will post things, and then I'll wonder how many people liked it. And did anybody comment? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's a very narcissistic way to live. And yeah. So I don't like what it does to me um, very much. So mm-hmm. I really I, I, I like being off of it quite a okay. bit but but it's difficult to do so because it just feeds that dopamine part of our brain yeah that's a good one kirby minor themed this week okay and this <laughs> always makes a, me nervous it, as well it should 
This is a double fill-in-the-blank for you, sir. Okay. Now that you're a brewer of beer, which you are, I want to explore your beer history, Kirby. The oh, first gosh. beer you ever had was blank, and it tasted blank. First beer I ever had was probably Bush Light. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, gosh, I, I was young enough that, that uh, I don't want to announce what my age was. I, I purposely didn't ask you your age. <laughs> yeah, um, but I was not a connoisseur. You know, at the time, I was like, it tasted like adulthood. <laughs> nice. And you know, that's, it, was, it was one of those things that I felt like I needed to do to become an a adult. man. Yeah, that's right. Well, and has anyone ever been an aficionado of Bushlight? Bush Light? I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, right. I, think, I think I know a few. Okay, go ahead. Uh, um, okay, so we talked about the best part of social media. The worst part of social media is? Um, I'm going to go right back to what I said, the narcissism it, narcissism it creates within me. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, I, I don't like it because I generally don't think I'm a super narcissistic person. But, you know, I'll post our podcast, for example, and I want to know if people like it. I, yeah. want to know, I want feedback. I mean, part of it is I want simple feedback. That is absolutely a big part of it. But there's still that part of me. I want people to like it. Yeah. I want people to comment on it. I want, yeah. you know, so it's the worst part is it's, it's, it's nonstop. The second part of that answer is, and I always steal this from you, is that you end up comparing your real life to someone else's highlight reel. Yes. And, and I hate that. So, you know, that's why I, I don't, I know you saw my tweets regarding my <laughs> obligation. Um, I, I wanted to make sure people saw the ugly side of a family trip. Yep. Um, yep. So yeah. I can't wait for to give you my next Ooh. fill in the blank. Well, I've got one before you do. So. I know. The beer brand with the over the best overall branding or marketing strategy is probably Budweiser. Uh, you know what Ow. I mean? Like. Well, I mean, again, there's a part where it's like there's this, there's the beer snobbery, and then there is the execution no, and the results. You're right. And and Bud, Budweiser, it's so funny when we first started, um, uh, you know, working on labels and whatever. And I had a poster that we were going to put on a beer, and it was it had the flag of Ohio on it. And they're like, you can't put the flag of the Ohio, and you can't put the flag of the United States on any beer stuff. I'm like, well, has anybody told Budweiser? Um, and like, um, I think between Budweiser and Bud Light, we're talking about the top sellers. So I yeah. think from a branding perspective, I think they, they take the cake. Okay. The way that your in-laws feel about your Twitter feed is... <laughs> they don't know about it. <laughs> um, which is why I retreated to Twitter. I um, knew it. <laughs> so they... they my mother-in-law is on Facebook, um, and my father-in-law is not on any social media. And look, I I, I do love them; they're yes. wonderful, wonderful people. Um, and as I always like to say, familiarity breeds contempt. And I'm super familiar with my in-laws at this point. When we go on a trip, it's the same same trip. I don't love the beach, you know that. Yep. Um, we go to a beach all the time. We have the same conversations and all the other things. I do find my joy, and I have a great yes. time doing the things I do. But there's always Eight to 12 moments that just make me go, really? I think one of my favorite ones was, you know, I walked in from going to the grocery store, and there was a very heated discussion um, <laughs> going on regarding who was the bigger bitch, Rachel Ray or Martha Stewart. <laughs> and, and I just kind of stood there and listened to this inane banter. It was completely inane banter. And I, and I finally said, does anyone in this room actually know these two people? Or are we just going off on what we see in People magazine? 
Oh, you can tell from reading those magazines. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Kirby, the worst beer you've ever tasted was? King Cobra. Um, that's actually fairly easy. I remember it vividly because, and there have been some other ones, like there was a jalapeno beer that I didn't really like, but I remember I was in college in Detroit, and uh, one of my former fraternity brothers was driving a beer truck, and it was King Cobra that had been left out. And so it had gotten hot, and but I could buy. I bought like a case of it for five bucks or something. And <laughs> you still I, got ripped off. <laughs> I oh, dude, I could not drink it. It was, um, I think the term is skunk piss. Okay. Um, it was so bad. I still that's that it it literally. I take pride in not leaving. You know. Yeah. Beer undrank, and I couldn't do it. So, yeah, right. that was... You, 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 it's very hard to leave soldiers standing. Yes, that's exactly right. All right. You got oh, another one? Or, yeah, one more. One and more. then I'll go into rapid fire. Yep. Okay. The, the thing you're most excited about moving into the back half of 2018 is? Growth. We, we are really uh, poised for a lot of growth. Um, nice. So I think I was... You know, I don't know if you wanted a personal answer or professional no, good. answer. I was thinking part professionally. I think we are really poised for some some really exciting stuff um we've added some some great staff people and uh some great salespeople, and, and just really excited about what the second half of the year is going to bring that's awesome cool all right kirby rapid fire next week is the baseball all-star game so this will be a baseball themed rapid fire okay. are you ready i'll do my best bat or glove glove infield or outfield infield home run derby or the all-star game home run derby Strikeout or walk? A walk. American League or National League? American League. Red Sox or Yankees? Indians. <laughs> we go through this every week. You have one choice or the other. Don't add your own. Yankees or Red Sox? <sighs> Yankees or Red Sox? We're not ending the podcast until you can answer appropriately. Uh, Red Sox, I guess. Oh, really? <laughs> you gave me a shit sandwich <laughs> or a turd. Like, it's terrible. All right, last one. Texas Rangers or Texas Rangers? <laughs> I guess Texas Rangers. Kirby, see, when you really apply yourself, you know how to play the game properly. Uh, and you know who funny. else knows how to play the game properly? Oh, who's that? Oh, that would be the good, good, good goods. The triple good goods at uh, CoLab. Ben Taylor, Adam Walterscheid, Bam Bam's T-Shirt Tycoon. They're coming together. CoLab stands for collaboration, and that's exactly what they're doing to give everybody in the, in the industry, a single PO solution with a single project manager for all of your private label needs. They are launching at ASI Chicago merely a few weeks away. If you want to learn more, and by golly, I hope you do, ttycoon.com slash collab. Kirby, they're not going to be sorry they did. That's correct. As always, it was a pleasure speaking with you, and I hope you don't have any King Cobra in your refrigerator <laughs> when you get home tonight. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You too. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.